and welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. I am your host, Allie Cates, and I know that I said that I was going to start back up in January with podcast episodes and interviews, but I just couldn't help but put this out. I recorded a 20-minute just download of how it felt to go through my latest journey, which was a Panchakarma retreat. It was five days and it ended on Saturday and there were so many good little nuggets of wisdom and information that because I allowed myself to get really quiet with myself, I was able to listen to those intuitive downloads. And so I wanted to share this for anyone that feels like they're in a rut or they're stuck or not. Like maybe your life is cruising, you feel good. This is also for you. So I'm so grateful for you that you're here. I'm so glad that you are here. I hope you're having a good day. And remember, if you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. We get so caught up in the what ifs and the how to's and the, oh my goodness, I need to respond to this and I need to follow up with this person and all of these things in our mind keep on going and going and going. But what we truly forget in those moments that the only person that you need to take care of in this life for a certain amount of time during the day is yourself. But when we're constantly fragmented, it feels like pieces of our souls become fragmented. And I know this true for me is that when I took five days away from responding to people's text messages, responding to emails, looking at Instagram and social media and being on TV and really got quiet with myself and listened to what was coming up for me, it was actually a lot easier to process because instead of getting these microdoses of people that then fragmented my soul, I was really allowed to pick back those pieces of myself and put them together and say, what is true for me and how do I need to move and coexist in my life so that I can be my optimal human being? What does that need to look like? How do I need to create practices and rituals in my life so that I can be optimal And so that I can show up for not only myself, but for people that I serve and also my family. And I think that's the biggest thing right now is that the more that we become connected to our phones, the deeper we get away from ourselves. We get away from what's true because when you start strolling, you start looking at people's stories, you're getting these emotional reactions whether you realize it or not and that can take you on a whole nother journey for moments at a time that can really pull you out of the present day and it takes an extra amount of time to get back to the present day because you're so pulled out of it and that's what I found to be really transformative in this time period is just being really true to myself really looking at my surroundings, taking things in, focusing on the sounds that I'm hearing, you know, listening to people even deeper and being in connection and community with them even stronger. And it's hard to go through a deep transition like this without not wanting to feel like you just kind of want to hibernate away from anything that rustles your nervous system because it's this deep relaxation that I felt during the five-day panchakarma and so for me what was so what's been so transformative is, is taking those pieces that I really learned about myself and what I needed in the last five days and trying to implement them throughout the day so if I need to go home because I'm feeling really taxed out and I need to get in a bath and I need to warm my body and I need to focus on my breathing that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to work later 
or if I just need to take the rest of the day off or if I need to push a little bit harder and get through it and it's just the anxiety that's coming up or the fear of being enough, then that's a different feeling. But it's about truly listening and tapping into what is near and dear for you and what needs to be held in your space and how you need to show up in your own life and your own practice and create these rituals that are actually really going to set you up for success because instead of running with you know gas or fuel what is it called when you're on empty fuel fumes <laughs> i don't think that's what's called but it's something like that instead of running on low fuel emissions maybe <laughs> you're running on full And that is such a different feeling because there's not anxiety around whether your tank's going to be depleted. There's not frustration around, oh my gosh, I have to now switch my whole schedule to get my gas tank even full. There's not fear about your car breaking down and then you have to push it and then you're going to be late and all these things happen. It's truly knowing that your tank is full and now you can move from a deep place of knowing and exerting your energy and emotions and fulfillment from a place of true connectedness. And that is what I think is so profound from a Karma is you're coming from a deep, deep place of being connected and just wholly yourself and fully allowed to focus on you. And I know for me that there have been so many times on this journey with my health that I've had to really rethink the way that I've been doing things in life and rethink the stories that I've been telling myself and um, rethink the reactions that I want to get from people because something that was so profound that was coming to me is like true healing and true freedom is letting go of the poison that you're holding in your life. And for me, that has been this type of resentment that I've held onto because of the pain and the trauma that has happened in my life. And it came up so clearly for me in a dream during the Panchakarma where I had this dream. I'll go into it right now. But I had this dream where... Oh, I just got full body goosebumps. Okay, I had this dream where I was... I had a friend, I have a friend and this was in real life. This friend is still my friend today. I love her dearly. And she asked me, she said, Hey, can you get me some bees? Cause I do bee venom therapy. And I was like, sure. They're under this house that I haven't been to in a long time. I don't know if I can get to the house, but, um, I'll try to get them for you. And she was like, okay, I need them. And I was like, no, no worries. And she said to me in the dream, she said, I also need you. Or she said, I think you need to clean out everything that's under there. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, okay, but I'll go. So I go into this house. The house was where I got alcohol poisoning when I was 15 years old. And it was very traumatic. And I got alcohol poisoning. So I was trying to escape the reality of things that had happened at that age in my life. And so I pull open like underneath the home. And I realize that I've been storing these five snakes And there's one in this North Face backpack that I literally used to wear. And then there's four more in these kind of like plastic containers. And I 
really do not like snakes. Like I, it's the scariest thing to me to run into a snake. I can run into a bear. I can run into a shark, like whatever. A snake, hell no. Um, snakes just give me the, yeah, I just, it's not my thing. So I was really freaked out in my dream and I grabbed the North Face backpack and I thought, okay, well, it's almost been 15 years since I put these snakes under here. I wonder if they're still going to be alive. And I pick up the North Face backpack and it's zipped in there and it's jumping around in the backpack. I'm like, oh crap, this thing is still really alive. And so in my head, I'm thinking, okay, Allie, you're going to like unzip the backpack and throw the backpack away so that the snake doesn't come back and bite you. So I go to unzip it and the snake's head pops out and it's like a black mamba from Africa, which is super poisonous. And it comes back and it bites me right in my liver on my left side. I'm pretty sure that's your liver. And interesting fact was that I was recently looking back in pictures and I found that I had a bullseye rash on the left side, right where it bit me in 2016. So I've been infected with Lyme twice so far in my life, which was very interesting. So I have this snake, it bites me. I'm like, ow, in my dream, I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I like, then the snake leaves. I'm like, oh, I do not want to get these other four snakes out of the bottom thing. So I pull out the plastic containers and these things are like, oh, it just gives me heebie-jeebies even thinking about it. But these snakes are in there. And so I'm like kind of over by a cliff. And so I take off the lid and I like throw it away from me. And these two snakes are laying straight out and they look like they're dead. But then one of them comes and launches at me in the dream. And that's when I wake myself up because I'm like, oh, this is really heavy. I don't know what's going on. And I can't kind of shake this feeling that I'm getting this like deep download or understanding that something is coming up in my psyche that I need to need to work through that I've kind of been ignoring. So I'm like, okay, what do these snakes represent? Because they're literally the only thing on this universe that I really, really have a hard time with. And what they represented to me, well, actually, I woke up the next morning, I told Ryan about the dream. He's like, wow. And I was like, you know what I think they represent? And he said, what? And I said, I think they represent the poison in my life that I've been holding onto as an armor for when someone comes at me again. And he was like, that's pretty profound. And then on my drive to South Lake to go to my Panchakarma, I was like just thinking and crying and like processing what was coming up for me. And what was coming up for me is that I hold on to resentment to think that it's going to somehow be this kind of armor or shield that I can use again to hurt the people that have hurt me. And what I'm real what I realized in that dream and what I've been realizing this past week is that when you hold on to anger and resentment, the only thing that it hurts is yourself. And it actually becomes deep poison within yourself because it's just accumulating and festering and you think that it's dying and really it's just getting stronger to come back and get at you. And that was so profound to me. Now, fast forward after the Panchakarma, because I wasn't on my phone, I looked up, you know, what is snake symbolizes in your dream? Because I'm like, this is really interesting. Let me look it up right now so I can give it to you in real time. But it was saying that it means, um, it was saying that it means 
that you're in a state of deep healing and also that you're not right or you are ignoring something in your life that you really need to look at even deeper. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, regardless of what you imagine, the snake might appear. If a snake appears in your dream, okay. Okay, so it says, if a snake appears in your dream, you should not ignore it. Just as you would not ignore coming across a snake in real life, neither should you ignore your snake dreams. There's either a poison element element in your life that you need to get rid of, or there is healing you need to recognize. Either way, acting upon the message or warning is a very good thing to do. So then it says, if the dream was terror-inducing, start with how the dream made you feel. Um, a snake within a nightmare is a very good indication that your subconscious feels there's a toxic person in your life that is an immediate threat, meaning their toxic behavior has reached a point where your subconscious has had it and needs to slap it you into attention. Um, and then it was also saying like, I can't find it right here, but Oh, here we go. If the snake bit you, in this case, the snake likely has less to do with others in your life and more to do with you, specifically your health. The meaning of a snake bite in a dream can be counterintuitive. The bite is similar to a shot being administered. So if a snake bites you in a dream, ask yourself if there are any health issues that are beginning to get better or an emotional wound that seems to be healing. Or the snake bite could signify that you are the victim of someone's critical or biting remarks. Ooh, baby Jesus. Okay. So when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, it just gives me chills again. Because when we're allowed to get clear and tap into what we need and really let our subconscious do this work and let our body do this work of healing and transforming and shifting and navigating this world that's crazy that we live in so many things can come through and that's what was so powerful to me was you know the snake dream holding on to resentment that actually was really poison for myself and the second was being in relationships with other people whether it's family members friends etc and not needing their approval their adoration, their guidance, their like knowledge that what they know or what they're going to give you is more important than what you can give yourself. I'm going to repeat that again. So not letting other people take power from you in that way. And of course, being in community, asking questions, you know, learning from other family, friends, etc. But not letting what they say really dictate your worth. And like the mantra that I just kept on thinking in my head was, I am whole, I am enough, and I am connected to a higher being by myself. Like that was the thing that I just kept repeating. I'm whole, I'm enough, and I'm connected to a higher power beyond myself. And that gave me so much freedom to just really drop in and allow myself to not only settle, but like settle my nervous system and say, it's, it's hard being this age, especially I feel like as a woman and as a man, you're in your late twenties, you're really like stepping full force into your life. And sometimes I feel like it's hard because you really got to 
figure out what's true and right for you and how to say these things kindly to either family or friends that don't necessarily agree or see things the same way as you and still feel whole and perfectly okay that what you hold to be true doesn't be doesn't need to be what everyone else holds to be true and the last thing that really came through was that i do not need certain words spoken to me in order to feel whole so there are people in my life that i've always wanted apology from or um a sense of relief from in our friendship or relationship and what came through was like you do not need that in order to find healing and find deep healing and heal you don't need those words to be spoken because once again you are whole and you are sacred and you are everything that you need to be on your own and okay i lied there was one more thing i keep on just you know i'm in a flow state right now and the last thing was is that when we give that type of power away to people in our life and this came through when i was in the pancha karma because you're in like a very deep relaxed state and um very deep relaxed and obviously this is not drug inducing at all you are 1000 percent sober but you're in a very deep relaxed state and the last thing that just was coming through was that my soul like i got this picture of my soul and it had been shattered in the air and there were these pieces of my soul that had been put with other people and i kind of gave it to other people at these times because i felt very weak and oh this makes me want to cry i've been talking about it but i had like put these pieces of my soul with these people because i felt weak at the time and i felt like they could carry it or they could hold it or they could hold it for me until i felt strong enough to regain it and this image was me coming walking to these people and just taking those parts of my soul back and making it whole again and that's what i think is so profound at least for me in this journey is that sometimes you need people to hold something for you because it's really heavy and they feel like they can do it or they have the space to do it or they're able to you know walk with you on this dark path that you're going on or this light path that you're working on or whatever the thing is and you give these kind of pieces away to people because you're like oh this is really heavy can you hold on to it it's like almost giving someone a purse like can you hold this for a second but then the power is when you go back and reclaim those pieces back to yourself and say oh no no i'm whole on my own And thank you, thank you so much for holding this piece, but I'm ready to take it and I need to find the ease in my life being whole again. And that was like, oh, that was the last day of my Panchakarma. I was crying so hard, like ugly, crying, weeping, like loud. It was so juicy. It was so healing. And which is a fun fact of the day, is that you do not need to look cute when you're processing, just so you know. Um, But it was so nourishing. So I'm like, damn, Allie, you are whole all by yourself. And of course, you can have these incredible human beings walk along this journey with you, like your husband and your family members and your best friends and all this stuff. But 
to really, really, really allow yourself to be whole is such a gift that you will give yourself. I always say that it's such a gift to give yourself depth and to know who you are and on a core level. And I think it's also such a gift to give yourself space and time so that you can realize that you are whole and you are human and you were deeply, beautifully made all by yourself, not being anyone else, not a pound thinner, not a pound heavier, not anything, not a different shade of hair or I don't know, different eyebrows, whatever the thing is for you. I don't know. I don't know the thing. Like you were whole all by yourself. And so that was my Pancha Karma in a wrap. I'm going to be, I think, maybe writing a blog out specifically more about what day-to-day kind of looked like. Um, But that's where I am right now in my journey. So I will talk to you guys soon and I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not, no, there's nothing wrong with you. 